Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day everyone. Sorry, awful Australian accent there. Hi everyone, welcome to series two of the Ultimate TV podcast, Soap from the Box, the show that I go behind the scenes of some of the biggest shows on television. I directed Soap for over 10 years and this series, I didn't direct Neighbours and Home and Away unfortunately, but they have come to Soap from the Box this year and it's time, thus the awful Australian accent, for a Neighbours star on episode one of two this week. I'll just let you get on with it. Enjoy. My guest today describes her character in Neighbours as exuberant, bubbly and full of love. Not hard to see why her first scene was stood on the bar, pouring tequila into her belly button. The real life person was born in Tasmania and from the age of 13 never doubted she would act with the end goal being Neighbours. Fast forward nine years and Zimmer Anderson scored that goal. Now playing Roxy Willis in Neighbours. Hi Zimmer. Hi Lee, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. So you always, is that true or is that something kind of that I've just read that's like a good press, the fact that since 13 you wanted to be in Neighbours? <laughs> uh, look, I wish it was just uh, good press because it was quite a journey, but no, that is true. That is how I have lived my life so far. Since I was that young, I had Neighbours as my goal. Well, that's amazing. There's actually an actress in a soap over here, EastEnders, Lacey mm-hmm. Turner, Lacey Stacey, who it's filmed in Boreham Wood, this place in London, and she used to work on the market outside of the studios. Always dreamed of a little girl she wanted to work on the market in the show, and she's now one of the biggest stars there. Oh, that's adorable. I know. So it's kind of amazing. So who, when you were watching it back then, who, what was kind of going, I mean, because for all the fans over here, like I'm a much older than you. So I'm kind of in <laughs> You are <years>. not. <laughs> but what was what was kind of happening when you were watching it when you were younger? Who was kind of do you remember having actors in it that you were like, oh my God, I want to be them? So I don't remember exactly who was on screen, but I just remember watching it. We would sit in our lounge room and mum would put on neighbours and then she put on home and away. And that's when we had our family time. And I always wanted to be an actor and to watch these people play and have fun with each other and tell these stories that you'd sit there and you eat your dinner with, like they're in your lounge room with you. And I thought that was something that I really wanted to do. And knowing that it's an Australian show, I knew that I could be in so many people's lounge rooms and it made my heart warm. I just really wanted that. And I wanted that to be the start of my career because it was so inspiring. Obviously, like people like Margot Robbie, and there's so many incredibly talented people that have gone on from soaps at Neighbours, Home and Away, all sorts of things and have done great things with their lives or stayed, just like oh, Paul totally. Robinson. I didn't know Mar- yeah. Margot Robbie. I didn't know Margot Robbie was in Neighbours, was she? She was. So wow. she she was one of the people that I really looked up to. She She's this country kind of gal and, and I'm a country gal myself and 
she started on Neighbours as her career and that was one of her first TV jobs and her career skyrocketed after that. There's all the boys in Home and Away, isn't there? The really famous, the Helmsworth brothers. Helmsworth. Yeah. Yeah. So no, soap is, I mean, we've always said on this podcast, because all respect to soap stars, we obviously love soap. If you can do soap as well, it trains you for anything because it's fast, paced, you film out of order. It's like the best classroom. It is the best classroom I have ever been in, in my life. And it's a family as well. So it's so fast and you just, you just have to do your job. And I would not want any other job in the world. Honestly, it's amazing. It is amazing. Now, just quickly, before we go on, what I do is spend half the time speaking about neighbours and half the time speaking about you. But just for my intro, I have to say, so Zimmer, do you know where your name's from? I had to look it up. Do you know what it means? (laughs) So, look, my birth mother told me that she got it out of a book that meant uh, African princess or something of that sort, and she really liked it. I did further research (laughs) as an adult. And I found that one, I think it means winter in Polish yes. or something, but it's yes. also alcoholic drink. It's discontinued now. So whenever anyone asks me about my name, I like to put them two together and I just say a drunk princess. <laughs> That's brilliant. What a th- what three brilliant things. An, an African princess, winter and an alcoholic drink. I mean, you can't ask Exactly. I looked up mine and I've never looked up mine and because yours is Slavic origin, I read. Mine, yes. um, I, I didn't really have an origin, but I mean meadow. Lee is Meadow. I'm kind of thinking it sounds quite cool Australian. That I'm kind of thinking to change my name to Meadow Salisbury. I think that's quite cool. Meadow Salisbury, that's great. I'm for that. Yeah, I'm just going to call you Meadow from now on. I could definitely be um, an actor with that. And then um, your first scene. Let's talk about that because, as I said, it was. I've seen it. You were dancing on the bar. I mean, (laughs) I've always said soap stars come on here and they say their first scenes are normally in the pub or at a big party, which I think the the producers are obviously putting them to the test here because it must be nerve-wracking anyway your first day and then you've got to do something where you're center of attention like that yes yes and um I I'm an extroverted introvert so I come off quite confident and uh also just playing the role Roxy the other cast members that only really talked to me or seen me as Roxy they didn't really know who I was so they had no idea that I was absolutely terrified (laughs) and so nervous uh, and usually we don't really film in order either, but my first scene was the first scene I ever filmed as well, which sometimes doesn't happen. So that was really scary. And I remember going on set and I had these tiny little shorts too. Yeah. And the safety guy was so scared that I had to jump up, but he didn't know I did gymnastics in the past. And so I got up on there and I remember the all the crew kind of like clapped and things. They're like, "Whoa, she got up!" And I was like, "Oh well." I was <laughs> so nervous. And then I think, what did I have to say to Leo's character? I said, "Lick, sip, and suck out of my I belly." Button. I mean, what a, what a first what a first line in a show. I know it was terrifying, but you know what? It was brilliant. Because ever since that day, obviously Roxy's calmed down now being in a long-term relationship with Kyle at this current point in time. But back then, I just know I can do anything. After doing those scenes to begin with, my God, it set me up for everything. 
<laughs> I mean, and for anyone listening, I mean, I'm sure everyone's put themselves in a position where they've had to do something a bit nerve wracking. But I mean, it is you're just about to be in one of the biggest shows in the world. Mm. You're wearing really skimpy outfit. You've got that line to say. You've got all the cast there. I mean, literally, well done. And also, of course, like you said, because Roxy is like this exuberant. No yeah. at all. So to kind of put that across, it's quite amazing on your first day. <laughs> exactly. You don't usually get that out of me until you get to know me, and then I'm very loud and exuberant. Or until you've beforehand... had, like, or until you've had quite a few zimmers, the alcoholic drink. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is right, Meadow. You're on the money. <laughs> right, Meadow. Oh my god, I'm loving this. Right. Okay. So what I normally do as well is start with a memorable moment. Obviously, we haven't got any yet because I haven't worked with you, but. Mm-hmm. What I've done, and I did this with Charlotte Chimes as well, is um, mm-hmm. do a little quiz. So I'm going to, re- I'll reveal on social media who won. But there's some neighbours facts. It's more for the audience, really. So don't worry if you don't know them. But I am stupid. I didn't know this. Do you know what Erinsborough is an anagram of? Erinsborough is an anagram of? I have no idea. I love you don't know this as well, because you're going to be as shocked as I was. It's an anagram of neighbours. Oh, my God. I know. How did I never know this? I never knew that. And it's actually, so when you start looking, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, so there we go. I don't think a lot of people do know that. That is so cool and so smart. Wow. I'm brilliant. I'm so glad that you didn't know that. Now you can go and tell everyone. You can pass on that information. Um, Do you know how many countries watch Neighbours? I'm going to go with 10. 60. What? I know. I'm loving this with you. I can't believe that many people watch us. That's so crazy and so incredible. Wow. Apparently I'm blushing. You massive, can't see, but I am. I know. Apparently you're massive in Sweden and the, the, like uh, Sweden and Denmark. Neighbours is absolutely huge. Mm, I have been recently getting quite a few messages on Instagram from Swedish fans, which is so interesting. I think they're behind as well. So it's really fun because I only just kind of came out, like Roxy's character uh, came out over there or something, and they're just swooming in with the messages being like, oh, hi, and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Well, I think we used to be, back in the day, when I, used to, I think we were like eight months behind or something at some time, but then we have a lot more episodes and we suddenly caught up and then I think I had to stop during lockdown because we are totally caught up with you. But um, how many people, oh, okay, this is good. kind of a rough, again, it's the nearest. How many people <laughs> in the UK watched Scott and Charlene's wedding, just that episode? I mean, just have a wide guess, it's huge. I'm, I'm terrible. Let's go one million, two million? Oh my God, you're going to, I just love, I love, the, ready to say the answer to you because I know it was 19.6 million. <laughs> 19.6 million people watch that episode. Yeah, I know. Um, so, and my, I mean, my best friend on the show is Gemma Donovan, and I'm close ish with Jason as well. And I cannot believe I, we've gone back and watched on YouTube that wedding, and that is absolutely insane. Oh yeah, but, uh, I mean, that honestly, over here, over here at the time, it just exploded because I don't know if you know this. Basically, over here, Neighbours was shown at lunchtime, and right. all the kids were skipping school to watch it. So they put they the BBC made a decision to put it out twice a day. So they put it out at like oh. five thirty, and then it right. just became massive. Especially because obviously Kylie and Jason were like, "Date? Are they on the? Are they?" You know, are they, aren't they in real life? And You've blown me away. I know. Well, I, I mean, I'm probably, it's quite obvious. I think Charlotte might have won, 
only slightly, but it doesn't matter because I love the fact of your rea- your reactions and my reactions because <laughs> I didn't know any of that. And when I found out that Erinsborough was an anagram of neighbours, I was like, oh my god, I've watched it for about twenty years and I've never even thought of that. That is so cool. I and know. sixty countries have seen me pour tequila in my in my belly button. In your belly button. I mean, and there's probably some really random ones in there. And also the other question that I didn't ask, but I'll just tell you because I've got to ask this, Charlotte. If you watched all the Neighbours episodes back to back, it would take you 147 days. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's still going, but if anyone's still in lockdown and fancies a really, that's a binge and a half, isn't it? Definitely. All right. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the time. 47 days, yeah. So your yeah. character, you came in anyway. So great family treats. You were the, you're the daughter of Adam Willis, who was the eldest son yes. of Doug Willis, who I remember, who was played by Jason Donovan's dad. Yes. Your uncle is Brad Willis, who the UK fell in love with, and your second cousin is Kylie's Charlene Robinson. Uh, yeah. So amazing people to come in with. What's it like joining such? What's it like joining a show with such history? I'm so grateful and in awe of the foundations that Neighbours is set on and the impact that it's had throughout years of television it's like such a staple for Australian TV and the people that are on it work so hard I work with um a lot of the time I work with um Colette Mann and I work with Stefan Dennis a lot and I work with uh also Rebecca um as well and like to watch them that they're staples also working with Carl Kennedy Alan Fletcher they're absolutely hilarious and such incredible people so nice and the stories that they have to tell me are hilarious it's so good I learn so much from every single day it adds to the whole being the most incredible classroom I've ever been in because these people have been around and learning things and working with all these people Stefan worked with Kylie like it's just insane I know that you mentioned Rebecca there because she obviously was a youngster when she was in Home and Away. Has yeah. She, has she kind of has she given you advice about how to cope in the industry? Definitely. Um, Beck, she, Beck and Colette are both mums on set. Um, Beck really helps me whenever I'm feeling a little bit all over the place, and it is hard, especially being um, a woman in the industry as well. So. All the ladies that are on set, even Jackie as well, they're just such inspiring women. They've given me little advice on making sure that I do everything with the best intent and making sure that I feel comfortable always and just giving it my all. And they're always encouraging me whenever I'm working with them. So it's just a dream to get to work with those ladies. For someone listening, that I mean, I can't imagine what Neighbours is like. So just tell us, like, as you walk into work, where is where and kind of how, how is it all set out? Okay, so COVID really changed all of this. Um, it was, you saw everyone at work, but because of COVID, which I'll tell you how my workspace is with COVID, we split in half. So half the cast are on the other side in uh. the studio and I'm on location side. So I drive into our little security gates and I talk to the beautiful security guards every morning and they let me in through the boom gate. And I drive in in my little spot and I walk in and we have um, ADs who are the people who pretty much are kind of like our parents in the yeah, studios. They're, 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 they're always like, 
go to the bathroom now or drink your water now or don't have a snack or do this. And they're running around us naughty little actors and taking care of us all day. Uh, so we see them first in the morning and sit in the chair and the makeup ladies are absolutely incredible. We get to chat about so much. I swear the people that hear the most stuff from me and who I'm most annoying to will be the makeup ladies. They are there through and through. If I'm there at 6 a.m., crying because I'm hungry or if I'm there till 6 p.m. at night, they're, they're the ladies that are there 24-7. You know what? Makeup, the makeup ladies could write the best books. <laughs> they really could. Oh, and I love my makeup ladies so much. And then, yeah, we get rounded off to go into set. We've got our little green rooms and we've got little desks. So my desk is next to the guy who plays Ned Willis. So I'm next to Ben Hall and we have a lot of fun because all of the cast gets along quite well. Um, and it's always crazy in the green room. Everyone's running around. Richie Morris, who plays Levi Canning, is a blast. Same with Chris Milligan, who is my on-screen partner. It's so funny in there and the ADs have to round us up and send us to set. And the studios are massive. You could get lost in there. It's like a maze. And is it so is Neighbours part of another is it kind of a big because so over here, Emmerdale, you've got kind of like a village in the middle of nowhere. East End is part of a studio that's got loads of other things. Is it just Neighbours where you are or are there other shows going on? Um, I think there was another show at a time, but we are just Neighbours at the moment. So our whole studios are just us and we have just all the studios neighbors, inside okay. and all the stuff that you see outside that is shot like. Um, it's all built and it's all in the studios. The only thing that's away oh, from wow. the studios is, is obviously uh, is obviously Ramsey Street and that's just down the road. So you have to get in your car and drive down there and we all travel down there when we shoot at Ramsey. But other than that, we do not leave the studios. Like everything is built on this massive lot and it's just neighbours. Perfect. Now you were part of the 35th celebrations, which was obviously humongous. You were involved in the island yes. um, where everyone was nearly killed by Finn. I mean, that looked incredible. That must have been so exciting to film. Oh, it was so exciting. And I'm such a little beach baby. I love new environments too. And we were traveling to all sorts of different locations around Victoria shooting. I think we were at Point Leo for a lot of the camp and the beach things. And oh, it was just incredible. I liked it as well because Finn Kelly is crazy. Uh, we love Rob Mills a lot. He's so good. And so it was so much fun. And Carl and Roxy were too busy all romanced up to notice a lot until everything went pretty crazy. And so it was so much fun to get to just laugh while everyone else was kind of dying around us. <laughs> <laughs> and how long did you, how long were you there? How long did that take to film? I'd probably say, I think that stuff uh, probably took like, maybe three, two weeks. And so where was that in relation to you? Was that kind of a proper big location away when you filmed that? It was uh, Point Leo's quite a while away. And then we shot, I remember there was one scene where me and uh, Milligan had to go skinny dipping in the lake. And you only saw it, it was like three seconds in the whole island series. And I remember I had a massive day in studio shooting stuff for the island. And then I had to travel all the way out. I think it was, uh, I, our studios are probably about 40 minutes out of our city, the main city of Melbourne. And then I had to travel out another 20 or half an hour to this like little lake that they'd made us jump in. 
and it was so cold but it was so fun <laughs> and we just had massive long days a couple of the scenes also that are really cool where we're looking over cliffs and stuff were incredibly shot I'm pretty sure Tony Gardner shot them was shot at the studios in the back near the lake and oh, they wow. made it look made it look like it was the cliff and they would set everything on fire around like when we're climbing down into the mine I'm pretty sure we were standing in the lot at night time I think it was like an 11 p.m shoot as well or a 10 p.m shoot at night and we were near the lake of, of Erinsborough which was pretty crazy that they were able to make it look like a cliff. It is amazing. We did, um, I did this big frozen lake hunt and we did it in the middle of summer uh, caravan park. So this big frozen lake was actually just grass covered in massive ice and this snow company came up. It was amazing. And then a girl had to fall through and all they did was dig kind of like a big hole that was then covered with a piece of breakable uh, perspex on that she then fell through. It's amazing, isn't it? What, what those... Moving magic. And the set designers do is incredible. Another oh. lovely story I loved with you was the wild mushroom poisoning story. Oh. <laughs> there was cold... Do you know what? Every single time I put any sort of food on my Instagram now, if it's a story, if it's a post <laughs> or anything, the amount of messages someone has to comment a day saying, don't eat any mushrooms. And I'm like, oh... <laughs> I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> so you were Carl's assistant chef in a best dish competition and you basically put some wild mushrooms in, hoping to save the day, but it ended up poisoning everyone. Yeah. Oh, poor It wasn't Ro a great time. Poor Roxy. She can kind of laugh at herself a bit as well, can't she? So it's kind of, it makes for fun storylines if you play a character like that. Definitely. And I remember I got the the audition piece for Roxy and one of the words that we used to describe her originally was um, malicious, like she was meant to be like pretty malicious if you go after and stuff. And I was like, in my brain, I was like malicious but a really big heart. So if you do anything wrong by her, it's a character that she will do something or sh or like accidentally make a mistake because she thinks she's doing something good and she's always the one that's doing that and then feels bad about it later and the audience can't really hate her but she's also still the troublemaker yeah like totally. it works perfectly uh, but also you mentioned again paul robinson aka the ledger that is stefan dennis you had a slight dalliance with him i mean that must be like oh my god <laughs> yes that was quite funny um, that was really early on too. I think it was my s second on-screen kiss. Wow. And I was so nervous, so very nervous. And I remember uh, Stiffy, I call him now, like, I'm good mates with him now. I love him to pieces. He is one of my favourite, favourite people there at work. I love but you say that. I remember that makes, that'll make every, that everyone in the UK so happy that he's so amazing because everyone loves him. He is absolutely incredible. An incredible nutter, absolutely funny and crazy, but he is just a beautiful human. Um, but I remember when I first did that scene, I was so nervous and we didn't really know each other properly. Uh, we didn't do many scenes together. And I was so nervous that I didn't know that you were meant to kiss in rehearsals. And so I was kind of like pretend kissing him and <laughs> being really awkward and weird because I had really, <laughs> it was my my first role really on tv where i have to talk i didn't know what i was doing and i got so nervous and there was a final rehearsal and i remember everyone's shooting everyone's quiet we're doing the scene i pretended to kiss him and i leaned out and everyone was just looking at me and <laughs> Stephanie just looked at me and he goes are you gonna kiss me or what and i went 
and I got and then I just kissed him and I got so nervous because I didn't know I was meant to do it in the in the rehearsals because <laughs> I I was so nervous but it was fine after that but I will never forget that day he was like what are you gonna kiss me or what and you I was looking around. And I was like, there should be a little book. I mean, we should copyright this now. We'll do it. Zimmer and Meadows book to acting because <laughs> things like that, people don't really. Obviously, I've worked on productions, and you it just it's kind of like one of those things that people are expected to know. Exactly, and I mean, it's it's hard enough. I mean, if, when you kiss someone regularly, you know which way they go, which direction they put their head. Yeah, everything. That's true. That's true. Yeah. When you've never kissed them, it's like oh. Which way do I go? What do I do? It's <laughs> terrible. And then a couple of questions from the fans that I asked on Instagram. Yes. So, what was this? Is from Tony Lewis. Tony said, "What was the audition process like, and how long did it take to get the role?" So, I think I really wanted Neighbours for quite a while, and I didn't actually get an audition to start off with. I went to a casting kind of showcase thing where I knew that. Um, and I knew that McLeod casting would be there and I knew that also Jason would be there, which is a producer of the show. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to work really, really hard. I'll do a scene that is going to be good and hopefully they'll like me. I even researched like body language and like everything to try and get them to like me in one sitting because it was just a showcase for my school it wasn't anything to do with actually auditioning for the show and I was just so determined to get them to like me and so I did it and in the end Jason really really liked me and so did Thea and they I'm pretty sure they'd asked me to audition for this role they made uh, they made Roxy for me hoping that I would get the role um, which is incredible, That's and they amazing. wrote it. But obviously, yeah. I'd never, I'd never ever been on any shows before. I'd been on one show, but it hadn't aired yet, and I didn't have any lines on that show. And my show reel was just one scene that I did in an acting school, so it wasn't anything special. It was the only one thing that I had, so I had to send that to Channel Five, and I'm pretty sure Channel Ten and Five, and they were like, "Oh, we don't really know who she is or what else she does." So I had to still audition. So then they did this whole audition process, which is the normal thing. And I went through, I can't remember how many people it was. It was a lot of people who auditioned for Roxy. They put it out as a normal casting. And I got into, obviously, the um, the callback I did. And it was in the studios. And there was four other girls apart from me. And I remember thinking I was so nervous. Like the first time that I auditioned in front of Thea, for Roxy, I put on this playlist that I made a little Roxy playlist and oh, I did all these these boss girl songs that made me feel super confident. I sat in there with my headphones in the little room and I waited until I was pulled in and I did it and then that's when I got the call back to the studios and when I went in, the four other girls were so lovely and I remember going in for the first time. I was the first out of all of them and I had to flirt with uh, Ned because Leo wasn't there. So I was flirting with my cousin now, if we really are talking about the show. Um, <laughs> and it was great. And then I got to work with Beck also in both of the scenes. I remember leaving the room and then I got called back in the room before anyone else was auditioned. And they were asking me these questions like, are you comfortable wearing bikinis? And are you comfortable working a three-year contract or like a four or like one, what what's okay for you? And I was sitting there thinking, what? I was like, well, I haven't got it yet. What do you? I was like, 
just anything. I'm happy with anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you can give me one line. Like, I don't care. And so, yeah, and then they left and um, then I got the job. So it was just crazy. Um, it worked by chance, but also I worked really hard hoping to get the role. But, yeah, it was a big process. But I compare them to like X Factor, you know, like X Factor is kind of like that. You go through so many process, you know, so mm. many stages, don't you? The next question, yeah. I'm going to write down the name. And this is a brilliant question. So sorry, whoever wrote in and I've not wrote the name. But if Roxy became mega famous, which, well, basically, which actress, who do you think she would want playing her? her? Who would Roxy want to play her? I'm trying to have a think as well. Look, I mean, she'd probably want an Australian. Maybe she would want Margot Robbie because of Wolf yes. of Wall Street, that sort yeah. of character. And then Chris, um, Kyle would be Leonardo DiCaprio. Easy. Perfect. That's brilliant. Well, I can I'll... actually see them doing us so yeah, well. Totally. And you mentioned Kyle there, obviously, the name of the... He, you're with him. Roxy's with him at the moment. He's obviously been in the show for ages and is the ladies' man. I mean... Is it great being in the park? You know, when you know you're going to get together with the hunk of the show, is it like, yes? Yeah, no, it was great. It was um, also came as a surprise, really, to both of us. But we're good mates uh, outside of work as well. We all get along, like all of, all of the cast get along so well. So it was just brilliant to to form a great connection on screen when we already had a great connection off screen, like it was just phenomenal. We create, we also are funny people. I'm not tooting my own horn, but we do have a lot of fun on set and we joke yeah, around yeah. with each I other and we get key, each other's. If you get on with someone, he's so funny. Love, it really comes across yeah. green, I think. Do you know what I mean? That it really does. You can tell when someone gets along and also when someone like, we're just having fun with each other. We're, yeah. we're creating art and making sure that we're not taking it too seriously and it just comes off perfectly um so it's just it's terrific to get to work with him every day that, that you say having fun that takes me perfectly on to my next question from josh who said what's the biggest blooper you've made <laughs> or are they too oh, much? <laughs> look i'm i say oh i do stuff up my words on the odd occasion i think there was I I did say in my backstage once, I think I was with Cosentino and I was so excited that I was doing my backstage that I was running towards him and I was I get quite nervous also when there's like people that I really like around. Like it's this weird thing, I'm quite confident and then bam, someone's there and you watch me not be able to speak. Like I'll be so <laughs> awkward and weird and I can't function. And I, I face planted on set. In oh, front of him. No. Oh my! And God. also because I was, I was awkward and nervous. I couldn't talk to him either, so I just played it off. He came over to try and help me, and I just pretended like everything was okay. It was horrible. It was, oh, <laughs> it no. was traumatic. Um, but it, yeah, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> now let's talk about you quickly. You are also, I mean, we're talking about you anyway, but you are also a trained dancer and a state champion gymnast and coach. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. So, I mean, why did you not want to carry that on? Why, why did acting kind of win the day? Oh, look, I just, I don't know. I, I still, to this day, I still dance. Um, 
I don't do gymnastics outside of work, but I'm always cartwheeling and handstanding around my house. Literally, I <laughs> it feels more comfortable on my hands than I do on my feet sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think acting really won just because I love expression and I am just a creative person. I love to move. I love to dance and stuff, but my creative um input really won over I guess like being able to be happy being able to be sad being able to like create these stories that that I can draw people in with just really won it all over and I think as well it's like being an actress I get to I get to like take all these cool experiences that Zimmer would never experience in her life just because it's the cards that I've been dealt but I get to experience these life lessons and add them to my belt so I feel like I've lived like 10 other lives through the characters I play you know um it's amazing, it's amazing to have that under and it's also helped you of course jump on the bar without a definitely exactly exactly um and like still who knows maybe one day I'll play the role or maybe Roxy will will suddenly be a gymnast you don't know it might you happen never know what's going to happen I mean I'm quite if I'm honest I'm quite a scattered person like I'm an airy fairies Pisces that's my star sign and so I'm always quite forgetful and like I'm dreamy and I'm creative and so doing gymnastics uh as a kid really really helped me it, it was tough on my body and it is quite tough on everyone's but like I never learnt that I wouldn't take care of my body the way I do now if I didn't do gymnastics. Like it's so much discipline. I used to train 12 hours a week on top of um, on top of doing dancing and on top of doing school. So I had so much to do and I had to learn the things that I could eat, the things that I couldn't, how to stretch out my body, how to take care of my muscles, how to make sure that I don't injure myself and how to keep my flexibility and also keep my mental state in good health as well. So it was just the best, the best grounds to, to learn and to help with job and help with discipline and helping to get up early and helping to push through when things get tough. Like if you can't get that skill, it's so frustrating and so aggravating. Um, there's many tears in training every night because it's like late night and you're with all the girls and it's exhausting. And I feel like it's the same with set. Like it taught me that when yeah. if I stuff up on things, I don't give up because it's frustrating and I kind of let, I accept the fact that I'm upset and then I'll move on and I'll just keep working. I'll apologize and I'll continue. You know, it's just what you have to do in life. I also saw on Instagram a painting you did, which is amazing. It's kind of like a fun little thing because I never thought anyone would really be interested in it. But You're really good. I just, it's like, oh my God. Oh, thank you. I That's something that I'm really passionate about as well. Everything in the arts, like acting, dancing, singing, painting, writing as well. Surely you need hours and hours to paint a picture. Legitimately, I do not find it. I don't have time. But if I have two hours break at work, I like talk to the ADs and I'll be like I'll be back right before my call time I promise so I'll sneak out after doing a couple scenes I'll rush home I'll pop some music on in my little sunroom and I'll just paint like a little bit but I am quite a fast painter so all of my paintings I'll get done in in like if I really get time to hone in they'll be done in like an hour or so or wow. a couple days oh my god it takes me yeah weeks to do a painting and then it still turns out really badly 
Oh, no, I'm sure you're – everyone's a painter. Everyone is. No, I'm really Painting's not. I mean, I'm like a creative in terms of directing stuff. But when it comes to – I mean, I, yeah. I made a cake to celebrate the new series of Soap in the Box. You'll see it on my Instagram. It was it. epic. I mean, it yeah. – <laughs> But you know what? That's great. I love that. We just call it an abstract cake. Yeah, it's fine. Meadow, Meadow is definitely not a cake maker. <laughs> Uh, no, I love it. I would definitely eat Meadows cake, so I'd be oh, so down for Emma. it. And then the final question. So we don't have this at all in the UK. We'd never have to worry about this. What's it like in Australia at the peak of summer when you have to film? Because I've worked in other countries when it's hot, but it must be exhausting when it's boiling hot as well. Yes, it is quite hot. Um, there's been, when we've worked at the tram just this past year, I have gotten really bad heat stroke a couple times because uh, we're out there in like over like 30 degrees heat wow. and obviously we're shooting and I can't have an umbrella over me the whole time. And so I think there was one day where we were out at the tram from uh, from about 7 a.m. and we get a lunch break obviously and we duck in and out of the shade when we're not shooting but because obviously I'm the one in front of the camera, you need I need to be there the whole day yeah, um yeah. and we'd finish at about like six o'clock at night so there's been times where i've got i've got literally really bad heat stroke where i've had to take a day off work or so it gets intense but the people in the cast they're so lovely the crew will bring me little barocas or or um little hydration what are they called hydrolytes and oh, they're so lovely. Over that, here, yeah, we, they, get, we get hand warmers and feet warmers. We don't get like, <laughs> Oh, don't worry. We get that in wintertime. Roxy, it's hard though because I can't really shove anything in my costume some of the time. So I'm like trying to shove hand warmers in my yeah, bra no, or in the back no of my bra. There's warmers in Roxy's costume. Well, listen, yeah. it has been absolutely amazing to speak to you. I know the UK fans love you and obviously we love Neighbours here and it's been amazing to chat. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Honestly, Meadow, thank you so much. I've had <laughs> the best time. We, I'm glad that we finally got to do it. I've been so excited to talk to you. And also, I love the fans just as much as they love me. So you know, To let the fans and the listeners know, me and Zim have tried to do this a few times and different things <laughs> have happened. And today, even, we've had to do it again and start again because the, the computer went. There's something <laughs> against us, but there's obviously a connection between Meadow and Zimmer here that we're going to rule the world exactly world. we've just pushed through and don't worry we've made this for you we finally got it we had to do it we have well thank you so much and take care speak to you soon thanks lee thank you so much to zimmer anderson for being a guest on the podcast and i have to say i really quite like the name meadow salisbury kind of quite new age i don't know whether to use it as a pseudonym but anyway let me know what you think you can catch up with us all week at soap from the box on instagram twitter and facebook and also you can listen to soap from the box now on great british radio brand new radio station that you can catch online and i've also got my own show on there so take a listen thanks as usual to david stevens and the bothy for their edit and technical wizardry and to ian mccallum for all of his press help Remember, there are two episodes every single week this season on Soap for the Box. The other one this week is with Hollyoaks legend. She played Carmel McQueen, the best McQueen, I think. Well, one of them. Mercedes is also brilliant. And so is John Paul. So actually, I'm lying. But anyway, Gemma Myrna is joining me on the other episode. So please do listen to that laying in the sun, having a cup of tea inside, wherever you are. Have a great week. I hope the sun keeps shining. See you next week. <laughs> 